on the podcast, Human Design for Parents and Kids. I'm so glad to have you back. Today we're going to be talking about the little itty bitty triangle with only four gates that is so powerful. My mom used to say that powerful things come in small packages. I think that's because I'm I'm kind of short. <laughs> but anyway, the ego is also a small piece of the human design uh, body graph, and it only has four channels, and yet it has the power to move mountains. Today we're talking about the ego or will center. It's the little red, typically red triangle on the um, right-hand side of the G center, the, the yellow square in the center of the body graph. So, um, now for 37% of the world, this gate is defined, or this, sorry, the center is defined. And for, um, 63% of the world, this center is undefined. Now, in my family, that actually uh, statistically is about 50-50. I have three people in my family of seven who have it defined and four of us who have it undefined. And my chart is completely unique because I actually have what you call an open center. So undefined means that there's a gate possibly that is activated in that center, but, um, but the center itself is not defined. Now, um, an open center is where all four gates in that center are undefined, and then the, the, gate, the center is completely open. That's important because um, children and parents and people <laughs> who have an open center usually have the ability to, to develop a lot of wisdom all, um, in that center, but they also have the ability to amplify that energy a lot in other people. So um, this is the center for willpower, determination, drive, and self-worth. Now in um, the sages of Judaism teach that there is something um, that we only get to make so many plans in our life. I think the, the quote go, is by Rabbi Tarfan, I think. And, um, and it goes, you know, man has plans. Um, and then it says, but something about, but over a lifetime, we'll only achieve like a, a tenth of what we've planned. Um, but it's, you know, of course, not okay to desist from our work. So um, the point is, though, that we, I think that's one of the pieces of wisdom that we can learn about our willpower is to really commit and dedicate ourselves to things that are worthwhile and are aligned with our strategy and authority. So one of the, the, the traps I think some people with a defined will center get into is that because they have the ability to follow through on any of their plans, unfortunately, if they make a decision to do something that's not aligned for them, yes, they will carry it out. And yes, they will even possibly be successful, but the cost to them will far outweigh the benefit in terms of stress, in terms of burnout, in terms of maybe even finances. Like maybe they decide to start a business. It's not aligned with their strategy and authority. You know, they may make $10,000 in a year um, or even in a month, but they had to spend 12000 in advertising and costs to get there. Do you see what I'm saying? Because it isn't. So just because you have a the will center doesn't mean you get to go around and just make up your mind about everything and then do it because you can. <laughs> um, also, because this is a motor center, we extract from ourselves 
um, energy when we use our motor centers out of alignment. And so we can actually cause tons of stress to our body by um, pushing ahead with our willpower when it's an unaligned decision. And keep in mind that even though the ego center is a strong willpower, um, three out of the four channels in that are created from the will center are projected channels and only one is a manifested channel. So these people, the so so seventy five percent of people with a channel that is activating their will center are still waiting for an invitation to be able to activate that will center. They can't just go only twenty five percent. It's um, and I'll get to that here further in my notes. So um, so we have four gates. Uh, the egoist, which is gate twenty six, which strives to be the best in everything, <laughs> and. F- just know that if in t- the terms of this podcast, when I say ego, I'm not really talking about Freud's definitions of the ego. Um, ego doesn't necessarily have to be a bad thing. That's something that we create. That's a word we create judgment around. Um, I So you can, if you prefer to call it the will center or the heart center, it's, okay, it's totally okay to have desires and passions and things that light us up in our heart. Um, Again, be based on our strategy and authority, what we do with those desires is really how we get stay in alignment or how we get out of alignment. So someone with um, a desire to be the best at piano, for example, doesn't need an invitation to practice piano, but does need an invitation to compete. Do you see the difference? So if my child with a defined will center, which <laughs> again, like I said, I've raised one child with a defined will center and, um, and it is, it's a, there can be a battle of the wills there. Um, she was very strong willed, passionate, and we would often fight about some of the most insane things because she has, um, gate 21 defined the hunter huntress who does like to have the final say on her life. So, um, <laughs> anyway, uh, I just want you to know that studying human design has been so freeing for me as a parent. (laughs) Um, Okay, so anyway, but um, or if you're a generator with a defined will or ego, or you have a child that's a generator with a defined will or ego, and they have a desire to start a a lemonade stand, for example, um, they can do that, but it will be more aligned and more fruitful if they get invited to do that. so my uh, both two of my boys, well, all three of my boys have an undefined will center in their chart, but um, two of my boys together create the channel, the money channel. And um, they were invited to do some dog sitting. And it's been very a very good arrangement between the per- my, my brother who invited them to babysit his dog and them. And it's... Um, again, they're making they're making a substantial amount of money doing it. They feel satisfied. It's very aligned for everybody, and that's partly because that's a projected channel, and they were invited into that money relationship. Um, so, anyway, I digress. Let's keep, go back to <laughs> doing these one gate at a time. So, gate twenty six is the gate of the the egoist, and it's a tribal gate. It's in the tribal circuitry, circuitry, and like I said, it causes them to desire to be the best. Um, It's a gate of mastery, 
I want to, like Nacho Libre says, I am the gatekeeper of my own destiny and I will have my glory days in the hot sun. So they like to be in control of their life and resources. And this um, gate is really about the material world, about having dominance, if you will, over the material world. Um, it is connected sometimes in some charts to gate 44, the gate of alertness off the spleen. And when it does, it creates the channel of surrender, which is all about balancing the drive for success and being the bestest um, with a respect for their own body and their own well-being. So the um, children without the gate, with the gate 26, but with lacking the gate 44 will have a desire to um, they'll be attracted to people who remind them to to take time to rest, to eat right. You know, they may be attracted to um, people, you know, as they become older, people like personal trainers um, who will help them stay on target with their goals to take care of their body. Um, I have my one son has the gate 26 and I have the 44. And even as a baby, I recall him, you know, like he would climb up in my lap and then suddenly he would feel like, oh, you know what, I'm actually tired. I think I'm going to go lay down. And he would put himself down for a nap because he just has this built in, you know, once our auras are together, he has this built in sense of like, oh yeah, I guess I am tired or oh yeah, I guess I am really hungry. And so he's able to feel what he needs when he's in my aura. Um, The next gate is the gate 51, the gate of shock um, that connects to the G center, the gate 25. Um, And this, again, is creating the channel of initiation, which is, again, a projected channel. Uh, People with this projected channel have a very powerful aura. They are the people that their motto is like, the impossible is possible. And for these these kids, money really isn't always the goal of their expression of their will. Um, a lot of times it's mastery, like really demanding the best out of themselves or others and growth, um, expansion. Um, my youngest has the gate 51 and it, um, the way it expresses itself is kind of an expansive, like, no, we really don't have too many toys. No, we really don't have too many stuffies. No, we really don't have too many video games. Like it's always about expansion and growth and um, mastery. (laughs) So mastery over like um, resources basically. So again, it's not really about money, but um, it can be about money. And again, this is a projected channel. So in order to, so even though it's called the channel of initiation, it can't initiate unless it's invited to, so, so it's, unless it's called out. Um, the next gate is gate 21, the gate of the hunter or huntress. And this gate really does have to have the last word on their life. Um, they're the final stop, the buck stops here kind of people. This um, can, if it's connected to the gate 45, the gatherer in the throat, then this can create the money channel which is a manifested channel. It is, I don't know why they didn't call this one the gate of channel of initiation, because this one, you can, they, a person with the 2145 can actually, despite their strategy and authority, can get away with initiating uh, business plans. And this gate is all, or this channel is all about gaining independence, 
people with a gate 21 do need to learn to delegate, relax a bit and trust others and go at their own pace. Although children with a gate 21 often are very clear about their worth and one of the worst things a person with gate 21 can do is to work in a situation where they're being underpaid or undervalued. Um, so that's something to keep in mind. And again, too, they can kind of exhaust themselves. Like if you power struggle with, in my experience, if I power struggle with someone with a gate 21, it actually firms that their commitment to their plan a little more than other kids. And so they may exhaust themselves to prove to you that they can initiate and do whatever they want. And that's not always worthwhile. So, um, so just a parenting strategy for people with, for kids with a defined will. And yes, I will get to gate 40 here in a second, but kind of a parenting tip that I have practiced, um, a few times and I'm not really that good at it, but I'm working on it is to say something along the lines of, "Mm, you may be right, which is also implying that they may be wrong, but because you're leaving that door open, they don't have to push back so hard. Um, or I, uh, a lot of times, especially with my, my younger child who has the gay 21, sometimes I just say, can I just think about it? I don't want to make a decision about that today. If you push me to, to make a decision today, the answer will definitely be no. But if you want me to think about it, I, it, it there's a possibility I could change my mind. And then like, kind of giving myself space so that I'm not answering a question in the heat of their willpower, I can then think about it. Not that, not because I don't know what I think already, but because if they make, if they make a decision when they're in that push, they're likely to push just because they can, instead of having a good reason for it. If that makes sense. So, um, so yeah, just really coaching the children with a gate twenty one to relax and to trust me that I heard them, that I'm thinking about them and they care about what they think and what their plans are. Um, it also helps to reframe discussions so there isn't so much a power differential, meaning that here's the, I, I can sometimes go to kids with my two kids with the 21 and say, here's kind of what I was thinking, but I kind of, I wanted to get your input about it. And even though they know I'm the parent and I'm not going to make a decision because of just what they said, I can get their input and feedback so they have a say about how my decision would affect them, them and their resources, their time, their energy. So, um, that actually helps a lot and not just to get buy-in, but to actually respect the fact that they need to have some say about, about the, the things they're putting their energy into. So, um, okay. The last gate on in the will center and wow, I think we might be done early this time <laughs> is the gate 40, which is the gate of aloneness. And this is a gate that really carries with it a heart of service to others and um, the challenge for people with gate 40 um, is to balance their need to be in service to others with their need to be alone for small periods of time or to recharge themselves and recharge their battery and when I say small period of time it's a really relative term I mean maybe they need a weekend maybe they need a couple hours um, my husband has the the full channel gate 40 gate to 37 and he um, he really starts to get uh, stressed out like in his eyes and his body when he's been constantly around people at work and then people at home and then people at work and then people at home and his friends 
And so, like, um, last night, for example, we the kids and I went into uh, my bedroom, and it's because my bedroom has the, the biggest bed in the house, and so we all c- climbed in bed and read a book together and left him in the living room by himself. And uh, when I came out, I was like, well, that was really relaxing. And he goes, yeah, it really was. So, like, some people might feel left out um, in a situation like that, but... In, my husband had been around people so much that he was like, that was great. I got a breath of alone time, you know, right here in my living room. So, or sometimes on Saturdays, he'll go upstairs while we're all hanging out downstairs and just kind of get some time to himself. So, um, this, yeah, like I said, this gate connects to gate 37 off the solar plexus, which is the gate of family and friendship. And people with this channel, kids with this channel, have a clear emotional authority. So they do often need to wait through their emotional wave before making decisions, especially if they are projectors or manifestors, because um, they don't have that sacral in the moment decision maker, like we talked about on the last podcast. Um, the people with the gate of this this forms the channel of community, and people with the channel of community are not market traders. Most of their exchanges are really not about money. It's about mutual support, mutual cooperation, and mutual benefit. And they like to feel a part of whatever group or tribe, the part of the tribe, part of the family, a part of the group, part of the, the working group, if you will. Um, and the correctness for them is based on making an, a deal. Like, I'll take care of the garbage, but you're going to take care of the dishes, you know, or whatever. It's like there's a, a back and forth exchange Um if they're in a situation where they're giving, 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 and there's no, there is no um, stated or clear expectation of what they're receiving in return, their excessive openness will scare people or will will like flag people to use them. So um, they're very giving people, but they have to really guard that with like, okay, I'm willing to do this for you, but could you do this for me? Like, I'll go ahead and take care of your um, your scooping the walk, for example, but you need to cook lunch for the kids while I'm outside. And like it, it, um, it isn't really cold. It's just more like they need to protect their energy from overgiving. And again, this is a projected channel. The channel of community is for projected channels. So in order to be part of a community, a person needs to be invited into the community. They can't just go initiate like sit down at the at the table at lunch at the cafeteria and say, okay, I'm going to be part of this group now. <laughs> they have to be invited in. Now, that doesn't mean that they can't be friendly and hope for an invitation, but they do, you know, like putting a green light uh, above an intersection that it would be okay for you to invite me, you know, but um, they do need to be invited into some of those closer relationships. And this channel of community really thrives on close intimate relationships. Um, I don't think that they do, I mean, they do big groups. Okay. Okay. Uh, my husband does big groups. Okay. But he, he does a lot better in the big groups if he knows everybody's names or if he knows a little bit about, you know, a 10th of the people that are there. And so it's really important for him to do the work of um, getting to know the different players in a situation and then waiting to be invited to be closer or become friends or become part of their tribe. Or Sometimes um, he's got a really warm, fuzzy uh, aura too. And so um, people tend to kind of gravitate to him because of this channel of community. It's kind of like he's saying, you know, you could be part of our family if you choose to be, you know. So 
Um, that's it for the Will Center. It's a sh it's a small little powerful center. <laughs> um, it is a motor center, and so it does give children, even non-sacral uh, children with this motor center defined, will have a little more energy than their, um, like for example, a projector with a defined ego center will have more energy than a projector without. So I encourage you to book a reading with, uh, for your child's chart or for yours. And until next time, shalom.